This is the Book Legion Podcast, where we review thought-provoking books to give our legionnaires the knowledge they need to dominate the next level of their life. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Book Legion. My name is Tyser Evans, and this week we're going to be covering Tony Robbins' book, Money Master the Game. So first, I want to start with who is Tony Robbins? He was born Anthony Robbins. He goes by Tony. He's from Southern California. Tony uh, Robbins grew up actually very, very poor. He grew up in a very kind of uh, traumatic, chaotic household. He talks about he had four different dads. His mom kind of jumped from person to person. His uh, mom really struggled with mental health her entire life, which really uh, affected Tony in the way that he grew up. And so he took what he had experienced growing up as a child and poor and understood that it was his relationship with himself and his mom and his relationship with money that were really holding him back and uh, he got tutored and mentored by Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is probably one of the OGs, the gurus when it comes to motivational um, development, excuse me, motivational speaking, personal development, self-help type work. Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, uh, some of the greats. And so when Tony Robbins got mentored by Jim, um, he kind of followed in his footsteps and now is the best in the world. I mean, he said he's mentored presidents, world leaders, athletes, uh, high profile celebrities. And he also does does these really cool workshops where you spend two, three, four, five days immersed with Tony and he runs through, through his workshops. So this is what Tony's done the last 30 years. They said this book is a little bit different than what he's ever written before. Um, this book is all about money. You know, Tony is on a mission to feed as many families in America as possible. And and he does do that. I, I believe his goal is to feed a, a billion families. Um, I mean, they're feeding 25, 30, 50 million and somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know the exact number, but he's got an incredible uh, Meals for Wheels type program. But what this book was about, what he wanted to do was his way of he went out and he interviewed the top 50 um, greatest financial investors of all time. And he wanted to be able to compile a book to have the average person read and come away from it and have the same type of information that the top investors in the world have. So he wanted to, this was another way for him to be able to tackle that uh, disparity of uh, income equality that we have in the country. You know, 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I think it's somewhere in the same type of um, neighborhood of percentage, about 75% of people um, have $400 or less in their savings account. And so through Tony's methodology, um, of people he interviewed, he helps you get out of that place. You can pick this book up for 15 bucks, 20 bucks, and change the really the financial uh, lay of the land for yourself, change your financial game, change your financial scope, and work towards having financial freedom. So what I'm gonna cover uh, in this book is just my three top takeaways. The book you can see here is very thick if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening on the uh, in the car or on your phone, the book is over 600 pages. So this wasn't a book that I knocked out in a week. It's about 626 pages. Um, I took my time with this book. You know, as I've been doing the other book reviews, I kind of was slowly getting through this. And it took me probably about three months to read because it's it's not only is it 600 pages, it's 600 pages with lots of really good information. So it takes time to digest and a lot of note taking. So just a heads up on the length of the book. Um, it's not one that you can probably get through in the weekend. If you can, I applaud you. But it's one you're going to want to take your, your, take your time with and digest. So I'm going to talk about my three uh, top points of the book that really hit me. Uh, the hardest. So the first one, and I said I've had, I, I feel like I got into investing really early. 
Um, I lived with somebody in college that was a little bit older than me, about seven years older. And he had already owned his own home that I was living in, renting a room from him, and was um, had a financial advisor. And so he's at 20 or 21, he said, hey, you should meet with my guy and start what we call a Roth IRA. And I had no idea that a Roth IRA is a tax-free type of investment vehicle, right? An individual retirement account was an IRA stands for. And Roth means that it's uh, taxed in today's money, uh, not deferred, which was a traditional IRA is. And so I set one of those up at 20, and so I had a financial advisor. And so the first part, or one of the parts in the books early on, it talks about what is the difference between a financial advisor and a fiduciary? And I didn't know that there was a difference. And so uh, Tony goes into a really elaborate detail about the difference between a financial advisor and a fiduciary. And oftentimes you have to ask because it won't be disclosed to you. Um, and oftentimes too, because uh, I did ask, people can be both. You can be a financial advisor on a certain type of an account and you can be a fiduciary on a certain type of account. But really the big di difference is a financial advisor they don't always have to do what's in the best interest of the client at the end of the day. Where a fiduciary has a legal and morally obligation to always do what's in the best interest of the client. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean is that uh, like in mutual funds, and Tony goes into this, in mutual funds there's a lot of kickbacks that can happen. So if you put your money with a certain mutual fund manager, uh, that mutual fund then will give you a couple of basis points back if you put your money with them. And so that money is an extra revenue source for uh, the financial advisor. And I could be butchering this. Again, uh, this is not financial advice for me. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just my interpretation of the book, okay? And so this is just how I read it. So go go easy on me. Uh, I don't need to get a bunch of emails saying I, I didn't explain it exactly technically right. But um, so they can basically financial advisors can get kicked back from things like mutual funds. Where a fiduciary... They would morally have to tell you that, hey, I could put you in this mutual fund, but by me putting you in this mutual fund, I'm also going to get a kickback of two or three points. And it might not maybe be the best vehicle for you because if I get a kickback of the two or three points, it takes away from your returns. So a fiduciary always has to do what's in the best interest of the client, where a financial advisor does not have to uh, do what's always in the best interest of the client. So Oftentimes, unfortunately, if you don't have a very transparent financial advisor, they will do things what's in the best interest for themselves and not for the client. So uh, as you're vetting people and you start to set up who you're going to be working with, you should always ask the question, are you a financial advisor or are you a fiduciary? And through fiduciary is the always, the always the way to go. Or in the instance like my guy, uh, my guy, he can be both. Uh, on a, some counts, he could be a financial advisor and some counts, he could always be a fiduciary. So as we set up new accounts, we do a new investment strategies. I always make sure that the accounts are set up as uh, him in a fiduciary role. Now, the second thing he really talks about, and I already mentioned this, is to Roth everything. So we know that uh, what really a Roth is meaning today is that you're paying taxes today in today's tax um, bracket. So when you go to collect the money, you're just collecting the, the principal, so you don't have to pay taxes in the future. What a lot of people don't realize about a traditional IRA or your traditional um, 401k is that all that money's tax deferred, right? Well, that can be great, and that can be a great strategy. Again, this is not financial advice, but for me, I had to think about, are the taxes going to be less today, or are they going to be less in the future, right? And the way that we have printed money um, the last 40 years, and you can see even through COVID, all these economic stimulus packages, the dollar is being devalued and we're going to have to repay that money. So 
The only way we're going to be able to really repay that money is by increasing our taxes over the next 20, 30, 40 years. So I know it, for me at least, it makes sense for me to pay um, taxes today in today's tax bracket because I don't think that the taxes are gonna be any less in the future. So I have everything deferred to, I put as much money as I can in rothing everything out. So I, I didn't know this before this, I always had a traditional 401k, so I changed my 401k to a Roth 401k, which meaning that all of my 401k money I'm paying taxes on today. So when I go to collect that 401k money, it's tax-free money. Oftentimes what people don't think about is that when you're putting money into your 401k, if you go to retire in 30 years from now, well, then you're gonna be paying taxes on that money or whatever the tax bracket is from 30 years from now. So say right now, uh, your tax bracket is 22%. Well, hypothetically, if you had a million dollars, right, in, in today's world, and you had to pay the 22% on your, on your little nest egg, then you would get to keep what would be uh, $780,000 roughly of your 401k money. But if the tax bracket went from 22% all the way to, uh, say, 50% in the future, then when you go to collect that $1 million in as far as your retirement uh, portfolio is concerned, you actually only have a half million dollars because the tax bracket has increased uh, by 25% over the last 30 years, right? So now you get to keep less of your money that you've been putting away for yourself. So I'm paying taxes on that money today. So when I go to collect a million dollars in 30 years, it's just a million dollars I get. I don't have to pay taxes again. So it's just a different type of mindset to make sure that you are setting yourself up with as many tax-free vehicles as humanly possible. And that's one example he gives in the book talking about a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA. They also jump into um, index universal life policies as well as well and how to use that as a strategy for financial freedom and a great uh, tax-free vehicle. So I'm not going to get into specifics on an IUL, but I did want to mention that they are in there if you've ever heard of them. Um, I personally do have one of those and I also have a LERP as well. Um, the, the essence, it's a life insurance policy that you pay into and you get to take money from as a retirement vehicle in the future, um, all the while you still have a death benefit. So it's a really cool vehicle. Um, I would really encourage to spend a lot of time reading about the different types of tax-free vehicles because you want to have as many as possible when you go to retire, right? You, you don't want to be having to pay tax on the money that you're collecting in the future. You want to pay your taxes today. This is what the book strategy is and it's personally my strategy. But again, this is not financial advice. Um, and, and then have as much tax-free money as you possibly can in the future. And then lastly, the thing that they really talk about is now as you're starting to build out your investment portfolio, how do you um, put money into different classes and what type, what we call asset allocation and you know how much should be in bonds and how much should be in equities and how much should be in commodities and how does that percentage uh, look like? What does that look like? Because there's lots of different strategies out there. And so Tony said he went and he said, said he interviewed the 50th greatest minds when it comes to investments. You know, um, he, he, Paul Tudor, uh, Ray Dalio. I mean, these guys, that have, Ray Dalio, you know, he runs the largest hedge fund in the world, right? Uh, Warren Buffett. I mean, these guys, he got to interview the greats of the greats. So they're, they're all in here. Um, Carl uh, Icahn. And so, I mean, he, they're all in there. And so he gives you a breakdown of how they view their strategies. And basically, you know, if you were to have to build a portfolio that would be bulletproof through the highs and lows of, of you know, recessions and great years, what would that portfolio look like? That was the question that Tony Robbins answered. And they answered it. You know, so you got these guys to answer how they would build out a really bulletproof uh 
portfolio when it comes to asset allocation. And it's great, you know, it's, what percentage of stocks, what percentage of bonds, you know, what percentage of REITs, which is a um, real estate investment trust, right? It's a it's another way to, you know, invest in real estate, but doing through the stock market. Uh, what percentage in gold, you know, or silver commodities? So they really break this out, and I follow the um, the playbook. To be honest with you, so I, I really built out my entire portfolio around this type of strategy. Not uh, in the way I allocate my four hundred one k, the way I allocate my uh, my IRA and my Roth IRA, and then also with how. Um, I've uh, constructed just my stocks, my stock portfolio as well. So it was incredible knowledge. Uh, it's the best money book I think is on the market today. If you want to learn about how to set yourself up so you have financial freedom, you know, a really important statistic that said uh, my fiduciary told me, and he could have he could have made it up, but I'm pretty sure he, uh, he's, he's one of my closest friends. He is telling me the truth. But 70% of millionaires make less than $100,000 a year. You know, if you're playing for get rich um, tomorrow, you know, it's going to be a tough game. I'm playing the get rich for sure game, right? And that's the game you want to play is that I know already what I've set aside and how I'm setting aside that I will be, um, you know, really set up for uh, my retirement without having to worry about money, uh, when, you know, when it comes to the time where I can just kick back and relax. I'm not going to stress about it. So you want to be disciplined, set up your, your right type of portfolio today. This book. This book, Greatest Minds and in Investments and uh, Portfolio Strategies, uh, Money Strategies, you got to buy it. It's, it's the best thing you can do for yourself. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can cruise down, uh, purchase the book. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. If this is your first time listening, I really appreciate it if you uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and or the podcast. I put out the book reviews once weekly. Uh, the book should be on all core pillars of your life. So it could be uh, investment. It could be spirituality. It could be leadership, could be sales, uh, could be health, a lot of different things. Anything that we review here on the Book Legion is all about improving the quality of your life so you can optimize to lead a better, richer, fuller life. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate everybody's support. I'll talk to you guys soon.